beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Hallelujah, we thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your provision. We thank you right now, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your presence. Calling upon your name, gathered with the saints. Lord, and we just say, continue to have your way in this place. Lord, as we trust you, as we call upon your name, Lord, we magnify you in everything that we do. We give you glory right now. Speak to our hearts today, Lord, as we receive your word. We thank you for the worship and the praise that we prepared the, the way, God. Broke up the foul ground that we might be able to receive from you. Lord, we cancel every distraction right now. Lord, around us and even the distractions that lie within us that would prevent us from hearing and receiving the heart, God, that you have to speak to us today. We say, have your way right now. In Jesus' name, amen. of my enemies. 
Now, it's crazy. The Lord prepare a table for you, and you decide to stay home and eat crumbs. And that's not going to stop the enemy from coming. So we need to make up in our mind that, you know what, the Lord has prepared a table, a lot of work, a lot of prayer, a lot of preparation, planning, has gone into preparing the word, preparing something for us as a body and the community. It makes it open to everybody. You know, and, and it, 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 just, it just wouldn't make sense to me. This is just me, and I know I ain't the only one in the room. You know, but it just wouldn't make sense to me to have all that preparation, all that planning. I love, amen, and, the, you know, the, the, the word that's been prepared and the love that has been sown just in preparing. And we just decided to stay home and watch CSI. All right, Pastor. Come on. We're kingdom people. At least I'm provoking us to become kingdom people. And that, that means... Amen. Grabbing hold of every morsel that God provides for us and makes available to us. And it's not just for yourself, but for your children. Amen. So I think it's evident that this is important. Amen. For our progressing forward, for building. Amen. You know, as we strive to build, you know, our whole theme for this year is the time to build. Amen. And now we're taking time to set apart for the building and focusing on family. And, and how many of us have a perfect family? I don't think any of us have achieved that yet. Amen. Oh, we're going to talk about that in the Word. I just felt a, 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 a provoking that, you know, we need to make up our mind. This is something that God has made available and is providing for us in this community, in our church, in your church. Amen. That we can come and we can be a part. Not sitting at home, not missing it, not saying, well, I don't need that. I got to feel. I'm tired. You're going to be tired when the enemy gets through whooping up on you in some areas. Amen. We, we need to be fortified. Constantly. He don't let up. How many of us know the devil don't let up? His little minions and his little imps and his little demons, they don't let up on us. They're just waiting for you. Amen. To let down. I was telling somebody, you know, they'll say, don't get mad at the devil. I ain't mad at the devil. He's just doing his job. Amen. That'd be like getting mad at the police, man, because he pulled you over for speed. Just doing his job. Amen. But when we do our, when we do what we need to do, amen, then we're protected. Amen. We're under the umbrella and the arc of safety. Amen. Because we grab hold of all those things and prepare the table. Won't you come and dine? Won't you bring your children to the table? Won't you come and eat or do you just want to crumb?
God is a good God. And he's still working on me. Let's tell somebody, he's still working on Pastor David. He's still working on me. You know what, because I'm serious. He's still working on me. Maybe he finished with you, but I don't think he did. But, he, but he's still working on it. He's still working on it, brother. Amen. And, that's, and, and the more I study and the more I, I dig into the Word and the more I spend time in prayer with God, you know, stepping into it and understanding this apostolic calling, amen, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a whole different paradigm, amen, of how you begin to see things, amen, even as, you know, the Word is unfolding outpouring that God is is doing. And I thank God for it, amen, because I know it's time. It's time for us as his people, amen, to really step into our position, amen, as we, you know, hear and see what God is doing. It behooves us to really work on fine-tuning our spiritual antenna, amen. Get, get rid of some of that old static, some of the old stuff. And I appreciate for real, it was Blackburn for real, man. You know, bringing us back to some of the old, you know, the old songs. The old, we used to call them them old one hundreds. You know, and you know, them, them old songs that have have words that have a whole lot of meaning. Amen. You know, and, and the foundational hymns and so forth that, that that a lot of us, some of y'all ain't old enough to sing. Amen. Huh? It's the whole things that got us to where we are Why? today. And, and we can't just Linda. throw away the old, amen. Because amen. Just like the Egypt, Old Testament, some people don't keep the keys. I get my other shoes. I have nursery. That's the building blocks. You know, that's the things, amen, that we go back and get foundational principles from, amen, and see how God moved and how God worked, amen, and, and, and with his people, amen. And see, that helps us to understand if that's how he dealt with them. Amen. That's how he loves them, and those are the things that he's looking at to expect from them. How much more us, amen, who are operating in this New Testament church and with, with the Holy Ghost down on the inside. Amen. The expectation, the bar has been raised, amen, but like I said, we can't flush away the old and just want a whole bunch of new stuff. The Christian rap. Oh, God. You know, but in, in light of last last week's heart-rending message, amen, that, you know, Lord, the Holy Spirit really moved through Pastor Linda as she brought forth the word on last week, amen, and touching the saints, and touching the youth, and touching everybody that was here, amen, with me. And, and, you know, as I, I meditated even upon that word, and seeing the relevancy of that word, amen, even to the point, amen, as you get to talk to one during and after discovering that, you know, the, the, that spirit has been the home of our, our, our own children, spiritually. Amen. And, and see, that was a very prophetic word, if you don't realize that. Speaking to what's now, what's needed, amen, and snatching some out of the fire. So I thank God for, for that word that came forth. And, and with us preparing to move into you know, the family conference is here, amen, this week, amen, God is not coming, it's here, you know, so this morning I'm compelled to talk to us, amen, about kingdom family, amen, because we got all kinds.
line is a speech that's coming in this week, but you're going to hear it from me first. Because we need some foundation. We need to continue to maintain the foundation of, of what it is that God is doing, amen, as he's talking about kingdom families, amen. So what is a kingdom family? What is a kingdom family? What, what is that? that look like, amen, and as we come throughout the session of this week, we're going to begin to get a clearer and clearer understanding of what that is. Time will not allow for me to, you know, go give you of all the details in one, one setting, but just to get an idea, amen, of, of the challenge, amen, in, in our nation, amen, well, as we face the realities of our current culture. Even here in Oak Harbor, sometimes we feel like Oak Harbor is detached and, you know, we're far away. And we're not touched by all the stuff that's going on in our nation. But I'm, I'm here to remind you that we're not that far removed from the problems. We're not that far removed, amen, even as we saw last week, amen. We're not that far removed, amen, from the drug cultures, amen, and all the the immorality, amen, and all those things. We're not that far removed, amen. In fact, we have people coming here from all over the nation, thanks to the base, and bring a whole lot of that stuff with them. That's right. Amen. We, we are, we are, we're not isolated at all. Amen. We're, 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 we're a destination, but a whole lot of stuff is coming to this destination. So we need to recognize, amen, that the warfares, amen, are here maybe not as concentrated as they are in certain areas and regions of our nation, but they're here. Amen. And the assault upon family life, upon the family, is all around us. Amen. As a nation. And we look and we see the things that we're facing, the, the stark truth that the American family, as many of us have known it, in years gone by, no longer exists. Or if it does, it's, it's in very isolated places. And, you know, at best, you know, it's very rare to see the things that are going on in families. Obviously, I tell them to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. But I look at, you know, the things that are going on, and, and the truth is, a lot of these things are, are increasingly showing up in Christian circles, in Christian communities, amen, in the church. In the families, amen, so much so that, that we see the degradation of families even as we serve God. And that's why I think it's important that we take time out to see what it is that a, a, a kingdom family should look like. And what this, and find out how we can work on building a kingdom family. You know, I talk to people obviously all the time, amen, and, and hear the woes and the hurts and the pains and all the things, the struggles that go on. And, and, and like the scripture says, you know, we, we're touched by the issues in this world. Amen. He said, you reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Right. Amen. And we, we're, we're raising up our children. And we've been raised up in a world, amen, a fallen world, amen, a sinful world. And for us to think because we give our life to the Lord, amen, that all those troubles and those woes no longer affect us, amen, that would make us to be a very naive people. Amen. No, they're here. They're around us, amen, and, and a lot of us, amen, can think back at our childhood or even of some of our adult endeavors, I'll say it like that, amen, or the mistakes that we've made or things that we've done to others, amen, or things that have been perpetrated upon us that still affect us in our relationships today. 
and then the effect families. And when you talk to people who have no relationship with their family, no relationship with their mother or their children or their fathers, amen, broken families in the kingdom. Amen? And you sit down and you talk further with some, amen, and you see us, we're spitting polish and we got on our nice green suits and, you know, we, we look good, amen, but when you start digging under the cover and you start looking back in the past and you begin to find out, oh, my God, that was you? clean up real good. Amen? But that don't mean we, we, we've been made whole. There still can be a whole lot of issues lying, you know, underneath. Amen? And so we got to begin to check ourselves. So as we talk about kingdom family, amen, I know that that challenges us, amen, in a lot of areas, amen. You begin to see things, some things that we still have not let go of. Amen? Amen. Well, I didn't come to tickle you this morning, but I come to, you know, just to help us to begin to understand the importance, amen, of building a kingdom family and what, what, what that's going to take so that we can be able to represent God, amen, in a way that he deserves to re be rep represented, amen. I, I think about, you know, as we used to do, and I don't know of many families, maybe, maybe you know, there's a few in here and I'll pray that there is. You know, how we used to sit around the dinner table in the evening and have dinner together and talk about our day and, you know, share, you know, intimately as a family with one another, you know, about school and about work and about, you know, family concerns and issues. You know, for, for many of us, those days are long gone. If we ever see them. Now we're, 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 our, our time is divided and, and, and we're pulled in so many directions, amen, and we have to share one another, amen, with a list of other demands, amen, that, that are pulling and buying for our time consistently. You know, we have to deal with things like the cell phone and the internet, Facebook and MySpace. You know, we, we, we got to give our time to Twitter and now we got circles on the phone. You know, so you can see who's near you and what they're doing and what's happening and what's going on. You know, yeah, that's a new one that just came out. You know, I'm like, wow, someone tweeted I mean, not tweeted me, but they, they text me and say, I'm inviting you to my circle. Say, what if I want to be in your circle? What if I want people to be able to look on their phone and see where I am? Because they're using my GPS to say, well, he's only 2.5 miles from you. Hello, I mean, these are the things that are, you know, proliferating the kingdom and the world, amen, that we live in. We got we to deal with the computers and the laptops, the game consoles that demand time. Huh? Well, yeah, we got we to deal with those things, the iPads and all the other tablets, amen. And now they get ready to come out with the smart watches, amen. So now you even got to put it out your pocket. Oh, me, me, how you doing? You know, I mean... This is the world that we live in. And so we get to a place that we're, we're so pulled in this direction or that direction. And not to mention, you know, when we begin to add things in like work, ministry, church, and church commitment, sports, and coaching. Amen. And don't, don't mention taking some classes and going to school because then that adds in the homework that you got to do. And all, all these things saying, I want a piece of you. Amen. And in the midst of all these things, all these 
busy things, all these good things, amen, that we're doing, where's the balance? Where is time to pump our brakes and to slow down and to sit face to face and say, how are you today? You know, it's gotten to the point now where we learn more about one another, you know, from electronic mediums than we do face-to-face conversation. Oh, yeah. Because we, you know, you know, it's funny because these couple of my kids, they would rather be texting than the call. Just shoot me a text. It's quick and it's easy and I can answer. I'm done. I'm moving on. I can save my time. But if you get me on the phone, I just might have to talk to you. Just text me. It's easy. You know, so we're we're losing touch, you know, with with one another. You know, and and this is, you know, kind of scary. We were watching a news article a couple weeks ago. You know, where there's one principal here that's demanding, you know, to, you know and he's not going back down that the kids learn to write curses. Right. Nice. I mean, just think about it. They say, well, that's archaic. It's old. We don't use it no more. They don't, you know, it's like, we're talking about kids. They get to the place. They can't even sign their name. Make your mark. I remember when I was in school, if you got caught with a calculator in math class, you was going to see the dean. But now, when you look at the supplies list, it's gone from a tablet almost to the point now they have to have a tablet or a laptop to make it easy for them. Spell check. When was the last time your school, think the school had a spelling bee? Wow. We got spell checking, grammar checking. We have our. So, so we're, we're becoming smarter, but less educated. We're losing touch. And our society is leading us down a road, amen, that, that is very impersonal. And if we, as the people of God, don't check it and say, hold up, what was God's plan for the family? And how are we building our families to be the light, to be the example in our communities? We too will fall prey, amen, to, to a society that cares less about how God says it should be, and we're building what we want. Hmm. Because we want to keep up with everybody else, and we want to be in touch with everybody else. So if they're my spacing, and if they're you know, Facebooking and a bit Twittering and circling. Let us circle and Twitter and MySpace and let's let's just be like them because you know this is the way that we can stay in the know. And I'm not hating on none of those mediums, but I'm I'm saying this that we can unconsciously get so involved in being like and using all these things that. You know, I'm waiting for somebody to come out with a prayer, a, a prayer app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just push this app. You know, program the app. It can pray for you. You know, and, I mean, we, we're getting that. that you know, it, it sounds ridiculous, but when you start to think, if we're not careful, what in our society? Is driving people to be personal. 
makes you think of. What in our society is causing people to really consider the other person? See, if we don't catch it, beginning at home, beginning with our family, and see, and, and, and the context I'm going to touch on a little bit is, is family in two ways. Your natural family and spiritual family. They both matter. Get that? So we need to begin to look at, you know, what it is that if we're kingdom people, amen, and we're talking about building a kingdom family, how does that look in a society, amen, that is, is, is actually ushering in the destruction and the dismantling of family altogether? easier to live together and not get married. It's easier not to, you know, have one man and one woman. It's easier. So many things that we're allowing into the society now that that God's morals, God's principles, God's word, and God's commandment is losing a grip, amen, even in the church. You know, and I, it, it's sad to say, amen, but not careful. We become like high-speed freight, freight trains. Passing one another. Going in opposite directions and we get a glimpse of the windows as they shuffle by. And we're careful not to get on the same track lest we get derailed or we collide and we lose control of our load. Rather than getting on the same track and moving in the same direction and helping one another bear the load. It's a dismal picture, isn't it? You know, when you stop and think about what's going on around us, we got to slow down. We got to we got to pump our brakes, amen. And I keep using that phrase. The things are going a little bit too fast sometimes. You know, we, we get spun up and we get caught up in what about me? You know, and say, whoa, 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 no, no longer about you. Remember, you were sold out. Um, you gave your life. You, uh, you know, what, what happened to those things? So now that my life belongs to him, he wants to model what he wants in the earth through me and you. That he wants to use us to represent, amen, how God designed things. We were listening to something yesterday in the car, you know, and uh, how, how, how do you say it? Um, he said, God made the world the way he wanted it, and now he wants it the way he made it. In other words, we got to get back to God's original design. Back to God's original plan. Amen. For family. Back to, you know, how he structured and how he put things together. Because, you know, we've, we've allowed, amen, over years, over centuries, time that has changed so many things, amen. And, and say, well, how can we get back? Well, it starts one person at a time. That would be me. Amen. If we have that mindset. Amen. To get back into the places that God wants to be. Amen. We we have to begin to spend some time. Amen. So as we move into this weekend, we focus on family. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about, you know, people coming and receiving and grabbing hold of, not just hearing, but applying, amen, the things that we're talking about and the things that we'll be sharing on, on all types of areas within our family makeup. Amen. And how we flow and how we function and how we handle 
circumstances and situations as a family, as a body, as a unit in Christ. Amen. And we want to talk about the value of family. Sometimes it gets to the place we don't value family no more. You know, a lot of times we talk about family values. You know, you know, yeah, well, we don't do it this way, we don't do that. But do we value family? Because if you don't value family, family values really don't matter. Right. So we got to get the value, the importance, amen, back into family. That is extremely important as we take inventory, amen, as we pray and we look at, amen, how we do that, amen, we take a look at our family life, and I underscore the words family life. Amen. Because, like I said, we get so busy in so many things that there is no family life. You know, everybody got their own life. You know, so mama got her life. And the kids are trying to make a life. Amen. And everybody else is trying to get a life. You know, but we don't have no family life. We need to slow down and say, okay, help us, Lord, to see what that looks like. And that even includes our, you know, our single. Just, just not those that are married or those that have a bunch of little munchkins or teenagers or whatever the case might be. But even our singles, amen, the family time. And, and that's another place where the, the family of God comes in. Amen. Because we all belong somewhere. Amen. And God has placed us and he's planted us, amen, somewhere, amen, so that we can have those connections Amen. That value us as a person and they help us to grow as a person and they, they challenge us as a person. Amen. In the intimate setting, not just on the job, not just, you know, you know, as we go to and fro, not just in the corporate service. Amen. But face to face, one on one. Who are you? What are you doing with your life? How are you living and who's holding you accountable and who are you helping to be accountable? Amen. To be uh, a person that represents God in everything that we do. Uh, we just my, our own entity. No, God didn't create us, and He didn't call us to be our own person. Amen. He called us to be His. Amen. His ambassador. Amen. To, to represent Him in everything that we do. Oh, we're gonna get to some scripture, but I'll just kind of help us to see something here. Don't get in no hurry. I probably done quoted enough scripture for you to hold on to today and anyway. You know, so so let, let, let's let's think about this this whole thing about family. And you know, the enemy his design is to destroy family. Even as it was mentioned on last week, amen, this area, amen, if you want don't want to have kids, move up to the northwest. Huh? Uh, we we trying to get away from that whole family. You know, but come on. Without families, where would we be? Amen. Now, some of us, amen, we may think about the family, and it may, it may still bring pain, amen, painful memories, but that's still family. Amen. Love it or lump it, it's still family. Amen. And we got to stop and recognize there were some things that were done wrong, and, and that goes all the way back to foundation. It goes all the way back to teaching. You know? It goes all the way back to, to somewhere along the way we got off course. I was reading about King Josiah and just studying some about him and how King Josiah, amen, in Second Kings, he was a, an awesome young man, you know, and he was put in position to be king at the age of eight. Amen. After his father had done all kinds of things, not didn't honor God, but then 
King Josiah steps in and he has to look all the way back past his father. Amen. All the way back to King David and see how did he live. Amen. So he began to put things in order the best he could. But after 10 years, he still hadn't got it together yet. But then one of the priests found the book of the law in the temple and it was presented to the king. And he rent his clothes and he began to pray. And he set out on a quest to set everything in order. And it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, you just take time to read Second Kings about King Josiah. He went throughout the land tearing down altars and, and, you know, I mean, killing folks. I mean, he was, he was determined to bring righteousness back into the land. And he did good. He did well. Amen. And after that, he died at the age of 39. But, and then what happened? His predecessors went right back to sin. Somebody's got to take us back. Somebody's got to take us back. Amen. Hopefully in our generation, they don't have to look past you to find somebody right. That's my determination. My kids are going to look past me to find somebody righteous. Somebody that's an example, amen, to build from. So we think about, amen, how is this thing working? So turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, if you will. Hallelujah. Bible has a whole lot to say about that. You just got to be willing to take the time to dig in and look at God's pattern and God's way of doing things. Amen? Hallelujah. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. Amen? Because it seemed like Jeremiah, more than anything else, he would end up prophesying, you know, the, the, the gloom and the doom. He would have to prophesy the warning to people. And then he seen the condition of the nations. And Jeremiah, I mean, he got to the point, one, at, at one point, he's thinking, I don't, I don't want to pray no more. I don't, I don't want to preach no more. You know, I want to, you know, keep it to myself. And he said, I did it was like fire. <coughs> Shut up in his mouth. And he, he had to tell, he had to say what the Lord was speaking and pouring into him, amen, you know, for because of the rebellion of the people. And here, amen, you know, he continued to speak. And in the sixth chapter of Jeremiah, I hope you found Jeremiah by now. I'll give you a little time to get there. But in the in the sixth chapter of Jeremiah, Amen, in the sixteenth verse, you know, he, he continues to speak, and he's speaking words that, that that bring warning and correction, Amen, at the same time. Verses 16 and 17 says, Thus says the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see. Then take a look around you. All the ways that surround you. Then he says, And as for the old paths, Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. Uh, the old paths. He said, Look for the old paths. Where is the good way? Oh, hallelujah. He said, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But ye say, we will not walk therein. Uh, but they say, uh, we will not. See, we, even when the correction comes and the, you know, the, the direction is given, how many times oh, I think I'll stay at home? I ain't going to go there. You know, but he said, he, he, he said I, I like this passage. You know, because he's letting us know the Lord has given one. He said, 
you know, stand in the ways, amen, and, and we can look around and there's so many ways and so many directions that people are living and going these days. Amen. And, and, and it's not far from you. All you got to do is pull out your, your smartphone and, and go on the internet. And you, just, you see all the news and you see all the craziness. Amen. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's all around us. And everybody's saying, you know, whatever you feel like doing, just do it. You know, you, you don't have to serve God. You don't have to do it. Don't take all that. You know, there's so many ways that we can go, amen, to try to make our mark or get our 15 minutes of fame. But it's not about us. Because the people of God. So it says, stand in the way and see. And ask for the old. But I like that ask. You didn't say just look for it because you might not find what you think you're looking for. But you need to ask somebody that can instruct you. You need to ask somebody that can direct you. In the old past, where it is the good way, there's only one good way. That's God. Amen. There's only one right way, amen, for the child of God to function and to operate, amen. And then he says to walk therein, and then that's when we're going to find rest for our souls. Hallelujah. And I hope no one in here is saying that we won't walk therein. And then look at the verse number 17. He says, also I set watchmen over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. In other words, since the watchman heralds out the direction, heralds out the good news, heralds out the words of warning, amen, and the trumpet for God, amen, to get the word out, he says, but they said, we will not hearken. Hmm. See, we, we have a choice to make. We can either choose to do it with God's way or our way. We can choose to build family based on our society, or we can build family based on the word of God. We can build our life based on what's going on around us and all the ways, and we just pick the one that suits us, or we can choose to do it God's way, amen, and allow him to change us, amen, because we can't go into God's way doing it our way, thinking amen. But I want to read those two verses in the message Bible as well, because they kind of, you know, help to bring them home even more. The message is God's message yet again. Go stand in the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road. The tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right route for your soul. But they said, nothing doing. We aren't going that way. I provide watchmen for them to warn them and to set off the alarm. But the people said, it's a false alarm. It doesn't concern us. Well, you know, it, doesn't, that don't, it don't apply to me. Just, just don't, see, and sometimes that might be the mindset that, okay, it don't apply to me, but I'm here to warn us this morning. I'm here to remind us, amen, that it does. Yes. Amen. Whether we accept it, whether we recognize it, amen, whether those out there realize it or not, God's word is applicable, amen, to every single one of us. Either we'll acquiesce to it, or we'll come in alignment with it, and we'll live according to it, or we'll face the consequences, amen, that come. And, you know, I, I, I'm to a place I believe, amen, the consequences are going to be what they are. Either good or bad, they're going to be what they are. Amen? So warning is in the land. The word, the warning is just out there, amen, the admonition. And also, not just warning, but direction. 
Health. Hope is in the land. And so it's up to choose, amen, which way we're going to go, how we're going to hear, and how we're going to respond, amen. So as we move forward, amen, and we continue to work on this theme, building kingdom families, amen, each one of us is going to have to take time to look at, actually be honest and take an inventory of where we are now. You know, recognize, ah, you know, first of all, we need to realize the more we learn, the less we know we know. You know, the more we grow, Amen. In God, the more we find out what we don't know. Uh, sometimes, you know, we might say, oh, I, I, I know this, and I've studied this, and I've got this understanding, and this degree, and I did, you know, but the more you dig, the more you find out what you didn't know. Amen? So we got to keep on, because you, you won't discover all of God, or his ways, or his principles, or his knowledge, amen, in this lifetime. It just won't happen. But that doesn't mean we stop growing. That doesn't mean we stop studying, we stop seeking, we stop choosing to follow after him. So that theme, amen, building family, kingdom families, amen, the, the scripture passage, amen, that the Lord gave me, usually one I use often, amen, every time I do a, de a dedication, amen, coming out of Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Let's go over there. Hallelujah. We're going to take a look at Pastor Beck. I hit on me yesterday at the men's meeting. I'm like, that was good, though. Deuteronomy 6. Hallelujah. What does the kingdom family do? What, 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 what do we need to be doing, amen, to, to function, amen? A family that should be representing God. You know, a model, amen, of how God wants us to be represented, how he wants us to function in the earth. A model of his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his harmony, his unity, all those things should be showing up. Amen. But we just love to have all those ingredients in our family. Instead of, you know, strife and division and anger and betrayal and hurt. And hello. Hello. Y'all want to talk to me. <laughs> Amen. But Deuteronomy 6, verse number 1, he says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it. See, his promises all up in there. That ye might fear the Lord thy God. First thing that he tells. Fear the Lord thy God. To keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy sons, and thy sons' sons, all the days of thy life. We say, first of all, we need to recognize and have a reverential fear and honor of God. Amen. So much so that it's passed down to our sons and our sons' sons. Amen. All the days of our lives. But if we don't have a fear of God, chances are we're not going to teach it to our children. If we don't have an honor and a respect for God, chances are that's not going to be what's portrayed in our home. So it has to begin with us. Amen. And, you know, some of us, we didn't have the, the, the advantage of having that poured down to us, so we got to kind of start from scratch. And others of us, amen, we had it poured down in such an obscure fashion, now we got to relearn some things. Amen. Amen. We learn how, and some don't know nothing about it at all. So it's like, wow. But this is the thing that he's telling them, amen. It has to come, amen, so that 
we walk in it all the days of our life, and that thy days may be prolonged. I love that part. Amen. Because he said, if you would just do this, your days will be prolonged. Amen. You, you, your, the, the increase will come out of our obedience, amen, to the word of God. He said, Herefore, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest increase mightily. Look at that. Now, we might read that to say, okay, it's going to increase mightily in number, but I read that it's going to increase mightily in every facet of their being. Hallelujah. Because look, look what it goes on to say. Not just in number, oh, we know they grew. Amen. But it's more than multiplication that we're looking at here. He said, as the Lord thy God, the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Wow. And if our land's flowing with milk and honey, you know, every need is met. I mean, we got abundance and we got access and we got more than enough. And, huh? Wow, he said flowing with milk and honey. That means there ain't no running back. There ain't no lack. That's how we as God's people should be able to live. Amen. As we come together. That there's no lack, there's no lack, there's no lack. You know, we don't, we don't run out of love. We don't run out of the grace of God. We don't run out of forgiveness. Huh? We don't run out of the resources we need for daily living. Amen. Why? Because that's the God that we serve. And as we obey his word, I found so, so, so clearly in my life, as I continue to obey God's word and trust him, even when, I, when the flesh is shaky, amen, that he's always there. Amen. And he always provides and he always makes a way. And, you know, he, he ain't let me down yet. Now, I can't say that about me to him. I know there's times I've let God down. But he ain't let me down yet. Not when I've done exactly what he told me to do. He's always been right there. More than enough. Just trusting him and believing him. Amen. So he's, he's calling us to that place. Amen. Then he goes on in the fourth verse to say, give us some more specifics that we need to check out. Here on Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. One Lord. Amen. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. It says over Jesus. Look, we look at this, he says, He's one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Now notice, first thing he told us is fearing. Have a reverence. An honoring. But a dread at the same time of God. Don't want to cross him. Don't want to disobey. Don't want to get on his bad side. Amen? But then as he gets a little deeper in it, he says, but love him with all thy heart. I'm just talking about building kingdom family. This is where it starts. <coughs> Amen. He says, love him with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. That verse says a whole lot. Amen. And I've talked to people who had a problem even saying they love God. But he said, love God with all your heart. Wow. Put your heart in. Not just your words. Not just your time. Not just your function. But put your heart in. And with all thy soul. Your soul, amen. See, I, I, I like that because he said, you know, we know that the Lord came to save our soul. Amen. See, it's not about the flesh. It's not about the spirit, man. Amen. 
those things belong to God, yes. But the soul, he's concerned about, that's the seat of our emotions, our feelings, our intellect. He said, love him with all of that. You know, when your emotions act up, are you loving God? And you feel emotional, does that drive you to him or away from him? When we find ourselves upset, he said, love him with all your soul. That's an emotion. He said, love him with your emotions. Love him with your feelings. Love him when things are going crazy. Love him with all. And then he, he wraps it up with, with all that might, your strength. And that's not just your physical strength because that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but he's letting them know with all that's within you, with all the strength, with all the passion, amen, with all your resources, amen, love God. We don't love him. And we just like him. And we just kind of notice him. If we just kind of understand that, you know, he can be a blessing to us from time to time. That don't mean you love him. But when you love him, you know, think about the fact that you really, really love at the level that, that he's talking about here. See, because the Bible tells us, amen, in, in, in John 3.16, God so loved the world. He so loved us Amen. that he gave his life. Oh, yeah. So I'm asking us the question, do we love God enough to give our life in return? Some of you don't have children here, but one day, God, God will bless you. 
unless you decide just to be celibate the rest of your life. You know. But I don't laugh. To God. Just, just, just the loving alone is challenged us. Isn't that right? Amen. But then he goes on in the sixth verse. He said, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. How? That, means, that doesn't mean send them to Sunday school. Children's church. He said what? Who? Thou. That puts the onus on you. Mama and daddy. And like I said, some of us didn't get that. Not diligence. But diligence means you got to make an effort, a consistent effort to teach these things to our children. That's how we build kingdom family. Amen. Diligently unto our children. And shall talk of them. It's not Bible study, put the Bible away, now we talk about everything else. Huh? This should be a part of our daily conversation. Huh? Whether we're going to the store, watching the game, or whatever, it should be a, a, a part of our daily conversation. I mean, he said, Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way down the mall. Sometimes we got more conversation about the latest fashions. Spend a whole day. Don't talk one thing about God. Uh, how he fits in. I'm talking about just with family. I ain't talking about everybody else. I mean, see, it, it's, it's got to begin in the family unit. It's got to begin, amen, in that outpouring that this is a part of. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want to say it like that. It's not a part of who I am. It is who I am. That's where it's got to be. Where it is who I am. I'm a child of God, I'm an ambassador. I'm a representative for him. I don't represent me no more. But it's all about him. And get to that place, amen, that we can walk in that way. This is what he's calling forth, amen, for us. In a society that we live in where there's so much degradation, amen, we need to be, it, 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 uh, I'll say it like this, it, it should not be hard for a child of God to stand out amen. without having to try. I mean, you got to wear something with a cross on it and carry your Bible everywhere you go and have bumper stickers on your car. It's how you live. Amen. And I'm not against those other things, amen, but it's how we live. You know, the irony is we can have all those outward things, but nothing on the inside. Right. I was sharing with Pastor Fred, Pastor Linda, one of the churches here in town. I won't mention the church, but I was talking to the pastor. And they, you know, he's talking about getting stickers to put on their car, the cars, members' cars, and church names, and so forth. I said, mean, yeah, we don't think about that for a while back.
Because it's not just what we say, it's not just what we wear. Amen. It's not because we come to church on Sunday. But it's what's on the inside. What's our conversation? You know, when no one, when none of the saints are around. You know, what's our conversation? You know, what, what, what's pouring out of us? Amen. Am I loving God with all my might? In that conversation. Uh, what's the conversation when our when our when our sweet little blessed children are sitting in the room with us or in the next room and they can hear the other conversation? Or you wouldn't you wouldn't have the church. They hear the things that you say on the phone about the saints. About
at the angle and the back angle as you're going in the door is supposed to be facing toward you. Amen. It is there. Amen. We've seen them all over when we were in Jerusalem. Hotel rooms. Wherever you went, amen, into someone's home, uh, you know, different businesses, they had to minister on the doorpost. And, and it's to the point to where some of them put them on every doorpost in the house. And it, it's in the genuines on the inside is a piece of parchment. And on that parchment is written these verses, 4 through 9. And then some verses out of the 11th chapter that echo the same thing, and it's written in the Hebrew, with indelible ink, but only qualified scribes are allowed to write it. And then that little thing is rolled up, and it's put in there, and it's put on the doorpost. And in some places, they take it, and they, they put it on their head. They have a little deal. They wear it on their head or around their wrist. And those, those verses are in there, and it's to remind them as they go in and out of their house that you're under And it's not just to remind them, but it's to remind anybody, any guest coming in the house, that those who live here, amen, live according to certain laws and rituals, amen, of the Jewish faith. So it reminds everybody that we stand under the law of God. That we follow this and we believe this, amen, wholeheartedly. And the only time they take it down, amen, is if they're moving and they know a Gentile family is moving. But if they know it's another Jewish family, they're supposed to leave it up to remind them of the same thing. He said, write that word, keep it, amen, on the doorpost. So when we see, you know, the, the, the metra up there, we begin to understand what do we have in our houses. When people come, that represents the kingdom. We're anything. I know your picture's there. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you got to have a picture of Jesus, because, you know, all those representations. But, but what is it in your decor that says this is a Christian home? What is it in the mannerisms and the conduct that says this is a Christian home? How do we outwardly represent him in our dwelling place? These are, these, are, these are valid questions. Amen. Amen. And, and we're talking about building kingdom families. See, these are, these are just some of the foundational things. Like I said, I can't go into a lot of the other detail. We'll be dealing with that as we, the week goes on. But these are things that we can take and we can learn from. You know, and it reminds me, man, even of the Passover. You know, when, when the Lord told him to go in the house and take the blood of the Lamb. You know, when the death angel was coming, the final plague, as he's getting ready to bring them out of Egypt, he said, go in. You and take all of your firstborn. Amen. And go in the house and you sacrifice that lamb, which represented Jesus. And, and, and he said, strike the doorpost and the lintel, which is the top. He said, and put the blood on each one of them. And the blood was written down and literally formed a cross. And when the death angel passed by, it didn't go in that house, and it didn't steal, and it didn't heal, it didn't destroy. But anyone that wasn't under that covenant, they lost their first one. 
See, so we, we, we should have some kind of way, amen, that says, this is who we are, amen, and I want to glorify God in everything I do. My house is just not about me. This is what God has given me, and he's blessed, and I want to be able to use it, you know, for his glory. So we look at that. We say, wow. So that minister is there to remind them. What do we have that reminds us that you're a child of God, that you're under the covenant? What is it that we have, amen, that we see daily that tells us, amen, and reminds us and everybody that dwells there who we are? Amen? We can ask ourselves, amen, who is it? What is it? Amen. You know, it was interesting as I was looking, I found out. I mean, we, we see the Jewish bar mitzvahs. Amen. Or the fat mitzvah, amen, for the girls. Amen. We, we look at that, you know, but the the scroll that's put in there, amen, it's actually a mitzvah. Because that's the Jewish word of commandment. So I said, well, I, began to, I, I, I got curious as I was looking at the study. I said, wow, that's a mitzvah then. What's a bar mitzvah? Amen. And bar means son. Like bar Jesus and all of them. It means son. So we got son under the law or son under the commandments. Amen. So we understand that we come into age. When do we step into that place and, and step into the commandments of God, under the commandments of God, under the law of God, under the covenants of God. And when we give our life to him, that's literally what we're doing. When we really give our life to him, then, then we, we're, we're giving up our rights to do what we want to do. Not that they really apply it anyway. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Because if we, if, if we could do what I wanted to do and not give up my right to do what I wanted to do, then there would be no punishment involved. So what we're really doing when you give your life to him, you're stepping into the place that you need to step into. Now you're living under his grace and under his mercy and under his love and under his comfort. Amen. You've actually stepped into what you were created to step into. And this world is trying to take us in a whole other direction. So I, I encourage us, amen, to think about how we represent him in everything that we do. To come to our home. What are we watching? What are we... Uh-oh. Did I say that? Hallelujah. Pastor don't, don't go messing with our wife on TV. Huh? I'll just say it like this. And I'll, I'll let you deal with it. <clears throat> if you would be comfortable watching what you watch with Jesus sitting on the couch next to you, because he's in you, go on and watch him. Have a conversation with him. What do you think about that, Jesus? Huh? I don't know. What do you think you should do? Kill him! Now, on the other hand, i got to move on. On the other hand, the, as I said earlier, the kingdom family also can represent our spiritual family. So then, folks, mother, did you come from your mother? You know, my, our brothers from another mother? But, but get this. We all got the same father. So that makes us family. That makes us kin. Amen? Spiritually, we all have the same father. Amen? So therefore, you my brother, you my sister. Amen? amen. And until I get God's go ahead, 
that young lady is my sister until the Lord tells me she's my wife. Oh, see. See, no, no, no. We we, we, we need to think like that. Pray like your sister. (laughs) Hello. Now we won't have all this spiritual incest going on. (laughs) Hello. That's my sister. How I treat my sister. Do I womanize my sisters? Hello. But see, I'm serious. When we when we come to Christian family, church family, our spiritual family, Amen. A lot of the same things apply, but even more. Wow, I'm gonna show you why I say that. Because you know, some of us, Amen, we're we're estranged from our families because they're not Christian. We don't have the same conversation. We don't have the same interests. We, we can't hang out together, amen, because, you know, the, the members of our family just, you know, they got a whole other mindset, a whole other way of thinking, a whole other worldview, amen, but they're still family. That's right. And we still love them. That's right. Amen. And we pray, amen, that thank God one day that he can change them, but we don't want them to change us. Yeah. We need to be a light to them and not let them bring the darkness upon us. And we need to be ready to stand when the winds blow, amen, so they can see, amen, some foundation that when trouble comes in their life, they know who to call and who to turn to. And that should be you and I. But if we're tossed to and fro by every wind that blows, they'll say, well, they ain't got no more than I got. we got to make up our minds, amen, that we're going to continue to stand. Okay. So go with me, amen, to the book of Matthew. Hallelujah, I'm almost done. Thank you. (laughs) Matthew, the 12th chapter. Because Jesus gave us an example that put both in the same category. And I was like, wow, I never looked at this passage like the Holy Spirit showed it to me. But in the 12th chapter, look at verse number 46. Starting there, he said, While he gets talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Uh-huh. Then one, of, one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brother stand without, desiring to speak to you. You know, I'm like, hey, they got, they got, you know, some clout. But he answered and said unto him, and told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? He wasn't being disrespectful. Not at all. Now, don't say, Well, you don't be dissing your mama like that. No, but he wasn't being disrespectful. He's making a very, very strong point here. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brother. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Amen. I was like, wow. So it don't matter who they are, amen. If they're not doing with God in the spiritual sense, hello, they could be sitting in church with you every Sunday. Huh? 
But then if they're not being obedient to the word of God, if they're not living according to Jesus said, whosoever doesn't know the word of my father, he said, but those who do the will of my father, those are my mother, my sister, my brother. Amen. The rest, amen, we need to continue to pray for. Continue to love them. But he, he made a very clear point here, amen. We See, a lot of times that we, we will choose and we'll look at our loved ones, amen, or we'll look at our co-workers who don't know God, amen, or we'll look at the saints in the church and we'll decide who is and who isn't. This lets us know right there who is and who isn't. Cut and dry. We don't have to figure it out, amen. All we got to do is say, okay, those are the ones that's doing the will of God. Those are the ones that are living according to the word of God. And, and, and see, even then we have to be careful about how we judge that. To honor all men. Is that right? See, so if we can just do our part to be honorable, loving, and Christian, then we don't have to judge anything. We just we have a hard time, a hard enough time judging ourselves. Amen. Being honest with ourselves. But I want to read that passage in the message Bible. Is that all right? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So the, the 46th verse again, he said, While he was still standing talking to the crowd, his mother and his brothers showed up. And, I mean, they were outside trying to get a message to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are out here wanting to speak with you. Jesus didn't respond directly, but said, who do you think my mother and brothers are? Who do you think they are? He then stretched out his hand toward the disciples, looked closely. These are my mother and brother. Now, this 50th verse, uh, he says, Obedience is thicker than blood. The person who, who obeys my heavenly Father will is my brother and sister and mother. Now, see, we like to use the phrase blood thicker than water. And we just found out, of course, what, what's thicker than blood. Obedience. Thicker than blood. Say, wow, I mean, yes. If we would just be obedient to God, that means, well, that's a greater connection. It's a more powerful connection than blood. You know, oftentimes, you know, in, you know, in, in ministry, amen, when you have your, your blood relatives, your children, uh, as Elder Otis, my brother, amen, in ministry with you. Sometimes people think, you know, well, they get some partiality or special treatment, you know, I don't want to, you know. But see, uh, that, that, can't, that can't be, that can't happen. Praise God. I mean, it can happen, but not here. Okay, people can get their own notions, but see, I, I, I like that passage because it says, no, no matter who you are, if you're not being obedient to God, yeah. amen, you're not going to get the privileges of God. Amen. You know, we get the blessings of God. And I, Pastor David, amen, I am not one, amen, that, that is, is prone to give my children or anybody else special privileges regardless of what people might think. I hold them at a higher level. Because they're my kids. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, what, what kids do you save everybody else? Your own kid children, your own self, your castaway. So we, so we begin to look at the dog, blood. Amen. 
blood does not stand when it comes to the word of God. Obedience. That's the idea. I'll hold him accountable. Just like everybody else. When it comes to obedience to the word of God. I can't compromise. Amen. People say, oh, you got this, you got this. You know, no, 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 no. I can't compromise. You talk to my kids, they'll let you know about David. They go, I don't, I don't, I don't give them no, no easy road to go. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I love Elder Blackburn, but I, I hold him accountable as a pastor. And he's 27 years my senior. Amen. But you know what I love about him? He's honoring and loving and recognizing. You know what? Because we understand spiritual authority. Amen. We understand, amen, God's principles and God's ways of doing things. So because he's my father-in-law, amen, you know, he, he, he don't rule me. You know, I mean, no, that, 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 don't, that don't happen. When it comes to the kingdom, amen, we understand what's what. Now, I honor him. I respect him. I'm there to bless him and help him and mom as well. Amen. But in my spiritual authority, it's a different seat. It's the same with the kids. It's the same with my brother. It's the same with whoever God brings in here. Because if I compromise because of blood, then I'm accountable to God. And as much as I love my man and my children, I tell y'all what, I ain't putting myself at risk. Amen. But none of them. Amen. Not even my lovely wife, who's the closest thing on, on this planet. I can't, I can't allow that to take place. Amen. So I continue to trust him. Amen? Amen. So when we look at that obedience, it's thicker than blood. Hallelujah. So these are the principles. These are the things that we're trying to, 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 to build the foundation for our families Amen. But see, if we haven't got this part, everything else, I mean, you, you, we're, we're building on sand. You have a great looking edifice, amen. Your family can look wonderful. Everybody can come dressed in the same colors with your family photos, amen. All that. Looking and smiling pretty. But you got none of this foundation. No foundation in the family. No foundation in the home. It's a house of cards that will collapse when the wind really begins to blow. It's a house of cards that will show up, amen, when trouble hits the family and trouble hits the home, amen. So, and so, so we got to build our families in a way that the world knows that, wow, they endured that. It didn't take them out. Amen. They, they have a foundation, amen. They're representing God as, as a family, as a church family, as a natural family. They're representing God, amen. There's so much schism, in, 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 and we can just probably go around the room about all the drama that we have in our families today. Now, things that are running through our mind. But I submit to you this. If it started out here and stayed there, we wouldn't have all the drama. So we have the opportunity to begin to change some things. We have the opportunity to begin to, to build some foundations for family, for the upcoming generations. But we have to stop and learn what it means to be a kingdom family first. Fully and completely sold out to God in, in teaching that unto our children, raising them up, showing them, exemplifying it before them, not sending them to church, but bringing them to church. Sitting down in our home and sharing the word with them. Well, I'll tell you what, if I knew now, I mean then, what I, the things I know now, whoo, goodness, where would we be? 
But guess what? I can still teach it to my grandkids. I can teach it to my children. Even now as adults, amen, I can stand on it. Amen. And not let the wind blow. Amen. Why? Because now the understanding is still good. Amen. It's not too late. Amen. To begin to, you know, restructure some of these things. Otherwise, if we don't, if we as the people of the Most High God don't notice what's going on around us and stop and take a stand, we too will be consumed in a cesspool of this nation that's going downhill morally if we don't stop and say enough is enough. I need to learn what it is. I need to stop moving in my emotions. And I start, need to start loving God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might. Because when I get crazy and I start acting crazy and my children see me and my husband acting crazy, they should, uh, I'm showing them that I love myself more than I love God. My emotions. But he said, with all your soul, that is what we got to capture. That soul, the soul issues, the soul struggles, the soul, soul things that are going on around us. And can I say a little, just a little bit more, please? Well, we'll say it anyway. Hallelujah. But I believe, no, 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 I won't say it like that. Okay. Because the days of persecution have come upon this nation. And we need kingdom families that are going to stand. Amen. But this I know that we need men. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We need men. Can I get the men to stand? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Men. That are gonna be in position. Men. Y'all look good. Amen. Amen. Y'all look good. Amen. But that's to me. But you know, this is the Holy Ghost. We've got to ask ourselves, how do I look to God? How do I look to God as a man of God? And particularly, I'm speaking to the men that are husbands and fathers. Or both. The rest of you will one day be. Come on in here, Brother Robert. You're, the, you're a man. Come on, Josiah. You're a man. Amen. But I'm looking at to the men to be in the right place, in the right position, amen, to lead our families, to lead our communities, to lead the church, amen. And if we don't have these principles, and if we don't have these things in us, amen, or if there's just a glimmer of that in us, then how can we be in the right place, in the right position to lead our wives and our children. Because I, as I shared with the men on Saturday, if we're out of place, then guess what? They're out of place. Because when you're not in your place, your wife's going to step up to do what you ain't doing. So when she steps out of her place to get in your place, then guess what? Now both of y'all are out of place. But if you would stop being, excuse my, my, my words here, but i got to say it. If we, if we as men will stop being jellyback about being kingdom men, I'm not talking about ruling your house because if you be, learn how to be a man of God, the Word of God will show you how to lead your house. And you're not doing it like a bull in a china cabinet. Running around huffing and puffing, talking about I'm the boss and it's going to be my way. No. 
You'll know how to lead according to God's word. Amen. And when you begin to lead according to God's word, amen, as a man, amen, and not a mouse, then she won't have any problem following. Now, so some of y'all are doing a wonderful job already, but I know this, that we can all continue to work on ourselves. But I'm calling the men to account. You know, when we came yesterday for men's prayer, I was like, wow, where are the men? Where are the men, you know? And I begin to wonder, which one would she rather have? A man of God or a man that's just laying in the bed on Saturday morning saying, I'm with you, baby. A man that's willing to get up and go check it, challenge with other men. A man that's going to rise up and lead spiritually. Amen. I know if you got to be different places, you got to be there, but we got to commit to something. You know, we were having this up and down with the men, the men, the men. Amen. When you have a women's meeting, they, they come on in. And when it's time for a men's meeting, where are we? I'm just being real. Where are we? Where, 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 where are the men? Where are the men? In bed. Huh? Eating cereal. Tell you something Cheerios. Watching cartoons. Where are the leaders? Are we going to fix it? Huh? Why? Because this is all part of building a kingdom. Family. Building a kingdom church. Being kingdom people. I commend the men that are there regularly. Rise up and press out. Amen. But we talk about iron shop. And I told them yesterday, I said, there's going to be some sparks that are going to start to fly here. Amen. Because we're going to get sharp. So some sparks gonna begin to fly, amen. Because we we gonna we gonna rise up as men, be in position as the men of God, and stop just kind of slacking back and 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 just coasting, amen. And and you're there because if I don't go, then she gonna get on me. And that that makes me wonder then who is the real leader? Because as you go. You can encourage her, you didn't discourage her. You can encourage your children or you can discourage your children because God has put us in a position to be men. Amen. You are not a man by accident. None of us is by design. For the purpose that God has called you to lead in, to be in. It's all a part of being kingdom men. I'm not one of them pastors that said, well, we just need to keep the woman in her place. No, we all we gotta be in our place. We all got our place. But if we're not, then who's going to do it? Who's going to rise up? You can be seated. Amen. I love y'all. That's why I got to get on with sometime. And I want you to turn with me one more scripture. Amen. To, to solidify. Let's go to Mark, the 13th chapter. Hallelujah. Because when trouble hits your house, you want to be the spiritual leader. Amen. When the pressure is there, you want to be the spiritual one that's, the, that's, that's grounded and rooted. Amen. You, and I, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. You don't want your wife and kids seeing me or some other man that's more spiritual than you. Trouble hit. Call Pastor David. No, she should have said, honey, I need you to pray. Huh? All right. Don't, 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 don't be, you know, get me in trouble. 
Your kid hurt themselves? I know I'm Pastor David to pray for you. <laughs> no, this is saying, I want daddy to pray for you. I'm the spirit. And you are the one that can make that happen, man. You are the one that can stand. But in Mark, the 13th chapter, I, you know, this, this passage came to me even as we were in prayer this morning. I said, okay, God, I'm going to go there. The 10th chapter, I mean, the 10th verse. Hallelujah. Destruction is coming, and it says this, and the gospel must be published among all nations, but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall say, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour that ye speak. For it is not ye that speaketh, but the Holy Ghost. See, but if we're not in touch with him, ain't nothing going to come out. Amen. If we're not walking like kingdom people, because then he goes on to say, Now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father the son, and the children shall rise up against their parents, and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. In other words, he's letting the little troubles come in. And, 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 and the thing about this passage lets us know, if we're not rooted in him, if we don't have the word in us, if we're not living according to it, amen, we see, amen, that it starts with the family. It starts, the, 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 the destruction starts in the family. One against another, if we don't get this thing, if this, we don't get this kingdom family thing, if this kingdom and spiritual family thing together, amen, we, we become you know, backbiters, one of another. Destroying one another, amen. And, and, and it's time for us to rise up. And that's why I, I, I look at the men. We have to lead this thing. We have to lead this charge. He said, rise up. And I, and I think about the man that was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And Jesus came to him and asked him, you know, will you be made whole? And he, he began to make excuses. And I, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the angel come, I I don't have no, no, no man. My, my two by two partner didn't call me. No, I, don't, I don't got nobody. Nobody, nobody woke me up. You know, I, so 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 I, I missed it. He said, "No." Jesus told him, "Man." Jesus said, hey, "Rise up, take that bed, and walk." And I'm telling you, to the men, and all this time to rise up. Take all the excuses and get on up the road. Do what we got to do. Let's work on building something for the kingdom of God. But it starts with building ourselves up in our faith. It starts with building ourselves up in a way, amen, that we won't be shaken. And now we can impart to our children. And we can impart to our wives. We can impart, amen, to those around us because now we have something to give them that's more than just our emotions and more than just our, our knowledge. We have something we can give them from God. And we want to be able to walk in that to be the men, to be the women, to be the children that God wants us to be. To be willing to be accountable, amen. 
because we've built something that's solid. It's not built upon the winds of time blowing through our nation, amen, and the economy. We're built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, standing on his word. So everything else is going to have you going crazy left and right. Jerking you this way and that way, but when we stand on the word of God, when we know who we are individually in him, that makes all the difference in the world. I don't have to act crazy. I'm a child of God. He got me. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Hallelujah. So I pray, amen, that you, 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 you're ready to receive all that God has for us on this week. Uh, I pray, amen, that you, you're provoked to get off the sidelines, amen, and start laying in that bed and making excuses and, and start get on up, amen, and carry that bed. Get rid of it. Hallelujah. This is what God is calling us to. To lead, amen, spiritually every day. To walk in a way, amen, that, that we're not moved by, you know what, I, I, I gotta say this. Um, that's why I love that scripture. Love him with all your soul. Your feelings, your emotions. Because if we don't get control of them, they will control us. And the enemy will use our feelings, he'll use our emotions. Amen. He'll use all our soulless issues to stop us from representing him. Oh, believe me, I know. All the internal issues, all that turmoil. I remember times when I was going through some, some, some devastating things in my life. I was just so so internally bound up, amen. I was I was no good for nobody. I couldn't do kingdom work, amen. I just I just, just like it was sometimes I would just sit for hours and stare out the window because my feelings had just got me so bound up. I had to get up control of them so I could be available to God. Available to the kingdom. But he'll sidetrack us with our issues. He'll sidetrack us, amen, because of what other people say or do. He'll sidetrack us. No, let's get on track. Let's get on board. Let's move like God wants us to move. Let's lead like God wants us to lead. And I'm not just talking to those who, you know, have positions of leadership. I'm talking to all of us. Let's lead in this world that needs God. Let's lead people to Jesus Christ by our living, not just our words. Because we find out our words don't work until there's some living behind them. That's what makes the difference. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come before you right now. Lord, I thank you for who you are and, Lord, what it is that you're doing in us. And Lord, as we prepare to go into this, this time, Lord, of, of building family, building kingdom family, Lord, I pray, God, as we come, that you would speak specifically to areas. Lord, in our young people, and our children, and our youth, and our adults, our singles, our marriages, our finances, Lord, that you would speak specifically in the areas, Lord, that each one of us needs that we wouldn't miss anything that you have prepared and spread before us on the table. But that we will partake, Lord, of the bitter and the sweet, Lord, of the vegetables and the dessert, so we can grow, so we can be strengthened. Hallelujah. So we can be built up in you, 
Lord, to be able to represent you in every venue, wherever you send us, wherever you desire us to go. Lord, I ask you right now, God, to prepare our hearts, even now, prepare our minds, even now, even prepare our children to come and to receive on Thursday, God, all that has been prepared for them. Lord, that they may come and be blessed, be encouraged, and be lifted up. Lord, they will just certainly be knowing who they are even more as we pour into them. Father, I pray for our men. I pray for the men that aren't here. I pray for all our brethren. Lord, that we would grab hold even more. Lord, that we would rise up. We would take up our bed of affection, Lord, all those things. And we would walk, God. We are stronger than that bed. We're more than that, God. All those things that distract us, Lord, I pray, Lord, for my brothers in Christ. Hallelujah, that we would rise and be a strong, formidable force for you in this area, in this region, God. We thank you. Hallelujah, because you designed us to do it. We don't lack anything. Hallelujah. We just need to motivate ourselves. We need to make the decision that I will. And you come to strengthen us in it, God. So I thank you for it right now, Lord. Bless our bless our women, God. Hallelujah. We thank you for each one of them. Lord God, they've been so, such a strong support and help and Lord, guidance and their wisdom, their knowledge, their understanding, God, that has helped us to go so far. Hallelujah. But help us to walk together as you designed it. According to your plan and your purpose. Oh, we thank you right now. We give you praise for each and every one in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here and you haven't given your life to him, you haven't made a decision for him, I invite you to come and maybe, you, you know, you need to recommit yourself. Amen. Now is the time to come.